0: Welcome to Disco Coolia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about disco Coolia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Disco Coolia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at Discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. Some perspective on assessments, what it's like to struggle with a little known math disability, the trouble with parking, Look at your child for Discoculia and help students ask great questions. This is our podcast for week 29 in 2023. And we welcome Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Dyscalculia Services, to help us review the links of the week. Welcome Dr. Schroeder. Well, always great to be here. Yeah, great. Thanks for stepping in this week. Uh, we have wonderful links as usual and we want to go over them with you now. The first one is about some perspective on assessments. What kind of perspective can we gain here?
1: Um, yeah, this is uh, this is an important topic actually about um, assessments. So this is from the uh, Teach Thought blog and it's uh, written by Terrell Heck, I hope I pronounced it correctly. And he lists no less than 18 inconvenient truths uh, about assessment. Now they, they make some excellent points, uh, like you don't uh, if you don't have a plan for the assessment data before you give the assessment well You are already behind you don't know what to do with it. <laughs> yeah, That's right. nice to have yeah, a right. lot of data on paper so now you
0: have data, but, but what you got to do? But
1: the plan is to do something with it yes. and to know what to do with it Then good point um, He says Every assessment is flawed. Well, that is obviously a very broad statement and, and we know that nothing is perfect but what he means here is that um, uh, more frequent, student-centered, and uh, non-threatening assessments all together give a more complete picture than a snapshot of a big test or a big assessment on uh, one day. Sounds good, yeah. It is really tempting to overvalue uh, these assessments as some kind of a, of a measuring stick, so to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also it's very often seen as um, uh, the measuring stick of, of human potential in general. And, and that, I think that is an overvaluation of, uh, of such data.
0: Definitely.
1: So, like I said, at best, it is a snapshot. And, and that's okay. Snapshots can help you. Uh, We just need to make sure that teachers, students, and parents are all aware and uh, view them in in that light. And one of my favorites is um, if the assessment is not connected to the curriculum and learning, it's just another assignment. (laughs) And that just takes up time time from the student, but also from the teacher uh, or whoever is uh, great or... or, um, uh, judges uh, the answers or the test. and we already have uh, work enough. So let's let's not do that and uh, choose assessments wisely. And also, uh, assessment and learning needs to talk to each other. What I mean is like uh, you want to have a formative assessment. So uh, and we see it all too often that uh, assessments are used to push out students, who needs some more attention actually, and that was not uh, the purpose that of this cannot assessment. cannot be the purpose, no. no,
0: no, 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 no. Now the next link says, uh, what is it like to struggle with a little do not disability, so how's that?
1: Yeah, this is uh, good information by Lydia McFarlane at Education Week, and it's about five adults, Ms. dyscalculia who uh, gave an interview with Education Week about what it was for them, how it felt to struggle in school, in uh, yeah, K-12, with a disability that was largely unrecognized, and how they had to learn to just accept their disability and try to get the help they need if it was available. Right. So they make the point that dyscalculia is different for every person. Mm-hmm one can have slightly different symptoms than the other um, these people also talk freely about the mental he- health issues they uh, they have connected uh, with the learning disability and that's one thing that our um, learning disability association of america actually uh, highlights also now another good point they make is that the challenges of this calculia, um Come on top of the natural challenges that all teenagers have. Challenges of growing up. Definitely
0: in middle school. It's a tough, tough period for kids. So it's
1: exactly in those important formative years in a child's life that this learning disability plays an important role and kind of sheds a shadow over their whole uh, school experience. Over the whole thing, absolutely. So finally, they highlight the importance of getting a diagnosis and encourage students that uh, there is absolutely a way forward with dyscalculia. A great perspective from these young adults who live the experience. Yeah,
0: absolutely. They've been there and seen it. That's good, that's good. Now the next link says the trouble with parking. What's the problem here?
1: (laughs) Well, uh, first of all, the the trouble is obviously to find the spot, but okay, (laughs) when, when you have a spot, and, and also, this is not about learning to do parallel parking or, or backing your car backwards into the driveway. It is about trying to be a good citizen and pay for your parking. Okay. When you uh, have to navigate those parking machines, and there are a gazillion different types. Um, so, um, usually developed by a millennial who is very tech-savvy, And makes it into the mother of all parking machines. (laughs) But by now, um, the the operation of the thing, the interface is not that easy. And very often you see a huge sign next to it with all kinds of letters and numbers uh, trying to be in your face. And in in this situation, actually, this um, link refers to a man who parked his car. And uh, got a ticket. Uh, still, because he had not entered his car registration correctly.
0: Oh yeah, I have that trouble when I, when I have a oh rental car and then I need to change the registration in the
1: app. Exactly. And, I mean, you're
0: standing there like. Typing in numbers for half an hour before you can park it. And car. then
1: obviously, you're parked is, your car is parked uh, yeah, yeah, right. at the other uh, end I of I'm the car. So you need to walk up and down and yeah. make sure that you know the oh, uh, well. number correctly. Um, imagine that it's raining and you can't even um, see it correctly. Anyway, it can be daunting to get those numbers and letters correctly. Now, um, and what's the problem with the little ticket behind the front windshield? Right.
0: <laughs> it used to be so easy.
1: <laughs> yeah does everything need to be uh, loaded up in a cloud and scanned for accuracy I now maybe it's easier for the supervision. Uh, well,
0: there's nothing for supervision.
1: me. <laughs> anyway, the good news is that parking authority showed their mercy and waived uh, the fee out of understanding of the man's uh, challenges. That's so this case was, okay. was completely uh, happily resolved.
0: Yeah, Safe from the algorithm. Now the next link uh, tells us to look at your chi- their child for dyscochulia. What's
1: going on there? Well this is a, a very good um, uh, link. It is the special ed resource blog and they really give good advice about things to look for in your child that may indicate dyscochulia. So they give uh, a nice addition example to show how this can affect the child. Now let me walk you through it. Um, Calculating a simple math problem, um, even 2 plus 2 is what answer, but obviously, usually they are a little bit more complicated. And when you have dyscalculia, this may be challenging, just doing a regular addition. Because it uh, requires more parts of the brain working together to manage it. Now, what are the parts of the brain that you like to have um, active to do this? First of all, visual processing. Most of us could look at this problem and solve it quickly. But a child struggling with the disorder of dyscalculia could have difficulty uh, connecting the information with reading the numerals to their brain for processing and connecting that with an actual quantity. Then we need our short-term memory. Dyscalculia can cause a child to have difficulty... Retaining information like the numbers, obviously, and uh, uh, or learning the mathematical symbols, the plus, minus, divide, and and multiplication sign. Then we need language. A child with dyscalculia may be unable to uh, read the symbols, but also to read the whole question because it's there's also language uh, involved, and obviously you have the. Um, Number words, that that is stored in your language um, memory. Long term memory, very important when you see a math problem, your brain recalls the steps to solve it, because the pra- the process is in your long term memory. Well, that is supposed to be there, right? right, right but right, right. that is not always the case for students with uh, dyspoculia, because their long term memory uh, might not yet have saved the information, so they cannot retrieve it from long-term memory. They need to figure it out every single time, and mm-hmm. mostly by counting. Um, also, you need to understand one-to-one correspondence. Well, that is a very early um, skill, uh, and some children with dyscalculia have difficulty counting objects one at a time, so they can rattle off a whole series of uh, number names, like uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, as if it's one long word. But when they count out objects, they not always keep the pace exactly that one mm-hmm. uh, One okay. number is is one object. So you see that such a simple addition uh, can already cause problems here. Is a nice, uh, it's a very nice description. It's
0: a very nice description, like five different parts of your brain that need to spring into action just to solve 2 plus 2. Amazing, amazing. Well, it brings us to our last uh, link and that has suggestions to help students ask great questions. Is that necessary?
1: That, that's also from the uh, Teach Thought blog by Terrell Hike. And yes, we try to help students ask better questions so they can help themselves better to understand it. And this is a great article. Um, Actually, there are three questions that appear uh, two times on a die. So they made a die and they roll it and then uh, there are some questions that you can ask. One of the questions is why, how do I do it and what would happen if... Numbers are different, etc. Mm-hmm. So, um, they uh, these things are from Bloom's taxonomy and a little bit like the Socratic approach, Socratic discussion, and uh, Paidaia uh, seminar. Uh, but the nicest one is their question game that I, I actually mentioned on a, on a die. They include the outline map of the die, you can make it with the students and it it, it, it adds playful uh, aspect to it. So uh, they describe the so-called question game in more uh, detail and it focuses on teaching the children a kind of thinking which is really useful in creative problem solving, That's that's a focused approach to get. From the problem to the most effective solution, and it helps best when this is combined with regular repetition. Yeah. Not just do it once. No. Uh, which solidifies that that thought uh, pattern. So
0: you teach them to to you train do them to do it several times to ask those questions every time when they come. And actually,
1: something. then they start asking ah, okay. themselves those right. questions. Right. 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 Okay.
0: Well, sounds good. Sounds good.
1: Yeah, there there's obviously a lot more uh, a lot details more, that right, you will right. see here and and they mention five uh important uh things. The function, uh like how does it work? Um number 2 is self, how how does this relate to me? Um the abstraction, huh? think about it creatively. Um then uh fourth uh leap. Um parts the parts of the thing that you are thinking that about it's right. not always one whole thing but it might have smaller uh, pieces parts together uh, like the whole question. inside that right interdependence how, how does this how does question relate, relate other? Mm-hmm. to um, other or, or similar or uh, things that I already know or uh-huh. to uh, to things that are different so then I do not need to do it that way or maybe number six, see the whole thing, see the thing in its entirety and within a concept. So that is obviously uh, the whole uh, Socratic uh, discussion uh, together. I don't think you have to do all of them every time, but the fact that uh, students learn to ask questions about how a problem is solved, that will definitely help help them instead of just... Uh, jumping into the nitty gritty details uh, answer of the and applying
0: an algorithm right right well thank you very much Dr. Schroeder for stepping in and clarifying all these things for us Dr. Schroeder the founder of Services.com. now you can follow her on the interwebs and one of the most interesting places where she appears is on Center.com. and that is where uh, every workday she uh she runs uh webinars uh, they're always at 7:30 in three different time zones um, so go ahead there and register for these uh, free webinars to learn more about disco coolia disco headlines weekly is a production from disco you can find us on the web at disco and we are on twitter at disco head you can also find us on facebook we have a board on pinterest and on flipboard Search for Disco Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments and contributions to communications at discoculiaheadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you and until next week, you can count on us.